Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and BetOnline is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchup, including prop bets and futures. BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit the website today and use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. everybody welcome to a uh, on a beautiful summer day in an undisclosed location welcome to another version of bill roden on sports year five i think um you know year five we did the podcast before it uh you know i think in the seminal days of podcasting right right we, we, we right uh this is so what <laughs> 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 We were, we, were, we were originals. We were originals. So what? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, it's a great day, man. It's a beautiful day in June as we air it near the end of June. I'm really just ecstatic because uh, it's just summertime. And, uh, you know, whatever blues you have are washed away by the sun in the summertime. And when you're feeling great, you feel better because it's some. I don't know. I don't. You. Oh, anyway, Jamal, down an unlocation, un, 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 unbeknownst location, in Brooklyn. Do you like the summer? Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love the summer. You know, just the the allergies are annoying. Yeah. Uh, that's more like it used to be spring. I think I feel like we don't have a spring anymore. It just goes from winter to summer. Right. Like, then summer, a couple of days of fall. Right. And then winter. Yeah. So, you know, some summer's great. It's a nice day today, especially because uh, not too hot. You know, it's like 70s. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the NBA playoffs, which will be going till July, which is unbelievable. Uh, yeah. But but the playoffs will be great. I, I, I've enjoyed uh, the playoffs. But actually, this time last year when we were – I still think there is, a, there, there is a pandemic. But last year when the pandemic was – when everybody was much more humbled – you know, and it takes a lot to humble the United States because you know we're so damn full of ourselves and just yeah we just have so much hubris that it takes it takes it takes a Herculean effort to right. do anything resembling humbling us. We are no longer humbled for sure. No, oh no, that last is all right. We're done. You know, they're done with no that. longer humbled. You know, if you get it, then too bad. Exactly. Exactly. You know, only fit well, about 56% of Americans are, I think, had one shot. I'm not even sure if it's a two shot deal yet, but you know. You think about what that means. That means that, you know, you know, a a lot of people, man, a lot of people are not vaccinated. Uh, You don't know who's got this virus. And it kind of gets back to core belief. Do you, do you believe there was a virus? Right. Right. Do you believe there was a virus? Right. So there's a whole segment of people that never believed it. There was always in the was your boy a hoax. So right. there's that whole group. 
Right. Uh, and then those who do, then anti-vaccine. So I don't know. I don't know what that does in terms of, for me, talking about going to a jazz club or going to, to any indoor world, I'm like, I am not sure I'm ready for that, man, to go back, be sitting, you know, nose to nose with people. You know, I, I would don't know. Think, I would think, too, it, de- it could depend on what part of the country you're in a little bit. You know, I think, like, I, so I think the figure in New York was like 75% right. of adults were, were at least part, half vaccinated. Um, so I, I guess you might, you know, I'm not saying that this is a 100% true or you should live by this, but right. maybe you feel a little safer depending on what part of the country you are in going to some events. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to Alabama to some in, indoor right. event that's right. back, say that much. Right. What about Japan? Will you be going to Japan for the Olympics? I, w- I wouldn't do that. I don't think, you know, but, you know, there, I guess there are incentives for the athletes. So it's hard to turn down, it seems like. Well, I guess they're also, I mean, the Olympic Village is always like a bubble. Right. Anyway, so I guess the athletes could be, thing, but again, you know, you have no idea, man. Although in the Olympics, at least you could control who's in that bubble and who's in that venue and all that. Right. Um, if you want to kind of hang out and go to clubs in Japan and all that, then. Yeah, I would, I would stay away from that. Yeah. Because I, I think in, you know, Japanese, in Japan, it's about 6% vaccinated or some really low number, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't understand. I don't know. You know I, I don't know what, I wouldn't mind going to Paris or something, please. I don't know what the, I right. don't know what the rate is in Paris. I think Paris is probably similar. I mean, I think Europe got hit a little harder more recently. Um, I know, you know, watching the French Open, I know they still had a curfew on the, you know, on the fans who were attending the tennis matches. Uh, so I think they were dealing with dealing with it a little like they, they were hit a little harder more recently. Uh, but at least in, at least, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the government's thinking that they, they are a little more protective out there. They are a little more, uh, you know, everybody's masked up and all that kind of stuff. So they're still taking precautions. Right. So yeah, that, I mean, close to a, a New York setting, you know, they're not like in denial. Right. You know? Yeah. So I've been let's see, I guess. I've been to the Final Four, uh, Men's Final Four. I mean, since 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 the pandemic. Yeah, like well, last February I went to the Super Bowl in Tampa. Right. right. Watched Tom Brady uh, win with Tampa. You know, grudgingly the great Tom Brady win with uh, <laughs> win with uh, Tampa. Uh, then I went to the Final Four right. and watched. Uh, now I'm trying to think of who the hell won the Final Four. Baylor, um, Baylor beat Gonzaga. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Baylor beat Gonzaga, which the hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, it was Baylor, Gonzaga, Houston. It was a Michigan, right? Michigan. Was it Michigan? Yeah, Michigan was in the final four. Those were the final four teams. Michigan, okay. Michigan, uh, Michigan, Houston, uh, then uh, Baylor and Gonzaga. Well, but, yeah, Baylor played. Baylor beat. Baylor played. Um, beat Houston. Houston. Bad. Gonzaga beat uh, Michigan. Okay. To get to the championship game. My, my only point of name dropping events was I was just trying to say, you know, each of these times I wanted to kind of stick Oh, no, my- no. You know what? Gonzaga beat UCLA because that was the great game. Oh, that that's shot. right. That's yeah. right. When that kid hit that shot, that killer yeah. shot. So, right? Who's about to be drafted into the NBA soon. So yeah, 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 yeah. That, that probably up to, I forgot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because uh, Gonzaga thought they may have won. Right. They thought that was their championship. 
Yep, and this kid came down and hit that killer half court shot almost, right? Yeah, basically. Yep. Wow, that's I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh man, that what a game. moment. And then Baylor, next game, Baylor blew him out. Remember, Baylor blew, blew out Houston and then blew out Gonzaga. Yeah, no, Baylor was great. And in each case, I wanted to go just because I wanted to com- contrast these big events with what, it, you know, during the pandemic, with what it had been like post, I mean, pre-pandemic. Right. You know, um, and uh, then, you know, uh, le- earlier this month, I went to uh, – uh, the Brooklyn Nets, the miraculous, speaking of miraculous games, the miraculous game with Kevin Kevin Durant. Game five. Yeah. And then he had, he had to try to do the same thing game seven, which you were at also. Yeah. And he couldn't get, get it done, came close, but couldn't exactly replicate game five. Yeah. But it was, so, so, but what have you, what have you thought about the, uh, the level of comp? That's what all this, what have you thought about the level of competition in the playoffs? Oh, it's been great. Um, and it's interesting, you know, just talking about the uh, the pandemic and fans coming back. Like when you went to uh, the Final Four, they they had fans there, but it was more like sparse, right? You know, it was still yeah. in, the, in the infancy stages of fans. And then by yeah. the time we get to, I guess, what's that, uh, early June and they just, the yeah. game playoffs, like Game Five, what you're talking about? We had there were it was a full stadium. Now come on in, what the hell? Come on, in. you know, capitalism. Just you know what. This is the United States. Right. You know, this is America, the dollar eagle. This is right. about money, you know. So come on, you know, y'all, you know, and what the hell? <laughs> right. And it kind of just happened all of a sudden, right? It was just like all of a sudden, it was, I think it was the series before the first round against Boston. All of a sudden, they're like, okay, we're allowing 15,000 fans back. And it was right. just, just happened. And now that's the way it is everywhere. Right. Right. Everywhere. NFL, everywhere. Just what the hell? You know, you can bring your. New York the NFL, I don't think ever cared. No, no, I don't think any of them care. I, I think that if you have any doubt about, you know, you ask these questions about should you go and all that, just tell yourself and remind your family uh, these decisions are being made based on money, right. not your health. Right. So when you sit down and make these decisions, well, I wonder why they, they're doing it because of money. Right. So you've got to make your decision based on health. Right. Because the government, the business and all that, this is the United States dollar eagle. These decisions are being made based on our highest value, which is money. So when you evaluate these things, you better take care of your health, your family, because that ain't why these decisions are being made. Right, right. You got to look out for yourself. You got to look out for yourself. Whatever whatever you're comfortable with, period. Yeah, exactly. And if you are bored enough and just got to get out, you just kind of roll the dice. You know, uh, try to get your vaccinations and, you if know. You, if you believe in that stuff, you know, all of a sudden. Yeah, you could be an anti-vaxxer and, you know, it's, it's, it's total confusion. You know, so, but but the playoffs have been great. Um, you know, tonight uh, we're recording this on a Friday. And I've really been enjoying, I've been enjoying the playoffs, A, because I'm still like stir crazy, you know, like, you right. know. Well, I mean, but remember this time last year, man, I thought, I don't know about you, but I guess there's a certain personality, journalists are one of them, that when there's like chaos and, uh, you know, like, you know, the flag, the plague, and the, that's when we kind of, our juices get revved up and you're, right. you're, you're in the bunker and 
all that. Now we're in a bubble and it's all, ah, this is just unbelievable. And we like that, you know, this, the whole bizarre and, you know, while most people run away from the fire, we run towards. So I'm like, yeah, the bubble and, and like going to the, the, the COVID Super Bowl and, you know, going out behind enemy lines and, you know, driving down there. And I, then the more it comes to normal, it's, oh, shit, you know. It's, yeah, okay. it's just regular. It's regular it's stuff. Regular. <laughs> yeah. so, but, but I did like the bubble. I thought that that level of competition was, I don't know what you thought about it, but I thought it was like kind of just pure AAU type competition. Right. Everybody was, played in the same realms. Yep. You know. Yeah, no, it was. And it was it was great competition. And we talked about it then. It's just like, you know, you see what, you know, these guys, this is what they've been doing all their lives. Like, they, you know, this is, it doesn't matter if they're fans in the building or not. They play hard. They play to win. And it's continued now. And it's funny, you know, like we said, the fans just came back and people were asking the players. I think I saw someone ask uh, Landry Shamit from the Nets this in a press conference. You know, oh, you know, did you, you know, what was the adjustment period like when the fans came back, uh, you know, so suddenly in the playoffs? Was there an adjustment period? He was like, he was like, yeah, you know, at, at the first game or two, there was an adjustment. But after that, that was it. Uh, you know, right. we're, we're used to it. After one or two games, you're used to it. You know? Yeah, I, I remember hearing that comment. He's just kind of weird. Yeah. You go from just playing with, like, nobody. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, you're like, 15,000 people. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, Craig Young. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I went to the Garden. Yeah, I think I went to the Garden for their first home playoff game. Oh, man. Atlanta. And it took them no time to, like, fuck Craig Young. I was like, wow, man. He's all this pent-up, although you said pent-up, Ray, they would have done that anyway, you know. And speaking, and speaking of fuck Trey Young, you know, uh, oh he, he's God, coming along. He's, he's really uh, embraced all that and uh, doing his thing. What, what do you think about this year's playoffs? Because one of the big storylines is, you know, all the all the, the stars that we're used to um, are pretty much out of it or injured. And now, you know, these final four teams are younger guys who – who the average fan doesn't really know. So, but you're saying you enjoy you're enjoying this playoffs. Yeah, and I like that. I mean, I think if I'm the NBA hierarchy or whatever, I'm like really happy, man. You see this all these young cats, man. You've had some young players, yeah, man. You got like Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, breaking out from yeah. then Utah. You have from Phoenix, you got Devin Booker, you know, becoming a, a true star. He's like 24-year-old guys, but then you know, Trey Young's 22. Uh, you know, Luca, you can go back to him. He was once in the playoffs this year. Uh, he, he had, he's about, he's 22. So it's just like these new names uh, coming forward. Really, the Clippers would have been the old guard. Like if, if Kawhi were still healthy. Yeah. Um, that's like the old guard trying to hold on him and him and Paul George, really. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and yeah, you know, George, man, is just such an interesting guy, man. You know, interesting that kiss of death, right? We don't allow the fellows to use that word interesting. It's like a word absolutely nothing, you know. Right. If, if you go on a first date with a woman and she told me, well, what do you think about your first date? He's kind, of, kind of interesting guy, you know. <laughs> that is good. That's the kid. But, but um, you know, I mean, they could have, George has been, had this weird reputation, which we thought he was just kind of maybe coming out from under. Then he misses two foul shots that yeah. could have won the game. And then Phoenix comes in was was just a tremendously executed 
play to win the game with like 0.8 seconds left to go. Right. You know, I mean, really just great, uh, great drama. And, you know, the, 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 the Clippers come back and just wax them. Right. You know, and all, and all of a sudden, he was a great coach now. You know, he, you know, it's like, it's funny, like the media narratives to me are just funny because, you know, when, when Ty Lue was taking LeBron, he got that championship with LeBron. He never got any credit for that, really. Well, that was LeBron, of course. He's, yeah. I, got, I got LeBron. Now, all of a sudden, Kawhi goes down, making, you know, they're coming back from all these 0-2 deficits. And he's been – Ty Lue is lauded as one of the top coaches in the NBA. Like, that's that's the consensus. And I'm like, yeah. okay, all right. Like, yeah, well, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, I can always coach. But, again, you know, you're kind of cursed if you got LeBron with Brad Stevens – has always been considered a genius. But to me, that's the way, whether it's in the newsroom, in the corporate world, and that's how blacks are judged when you went against your white colleagues. Your white colleagues are judged like figure skating, mm-hmm. where they start with a perfect 10. Mm-hmm. And the more they fuck up, they lose points. Where black folks are judged like basketball, where you start with no points. Right. right? And then the more you just do miracles, you get points. So if they screw up enough and you play perfectly, you might meet in the middle and you may even win. But right. you, you you start with zero and they start with perfect tens. And right. I think that's that's the way it is, even in this coaching thing, like Lou. And all these black guys, you know, finally you've seen some black guys in, in this particular cycle. Right. Jobs, but it's like, he was Nate McMillan. Well, I don't know. I mean, well... Well, hell, he did replace another black guy. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. like, he, he's still an interim. That's yeah, still, but, but yeah, if, if he were a white guy, oh. do, if a white guy replaced a black guy, they'd be, oh my God, just, huh, where's the, the, the genius of these guys? Well, you know, it would, it would be like, because again, in this white dominated media, you know, it's like, it, and that's where the white guys talking about white quarterbacks. You really, they're really talking about themselves. When you listen, they're talking about themselves, you right. know, you right. know, uh, you know, whether it's Rick Kyle, he gets a job with Indiana and, 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 and listen, Carlisle, obviously, I mean, well, I don't know how obviously, but he's a, I won't say he's a hell of a coach, but everywhere he went, he's yeah, done he has, well. a, yeah, he has, a, has a championship with Dirk. Remember that? Yeah, he, um, he, he likes jazz. So I like Rick. Good fit. Good fit with Indiana, partly because of race. You know? Yeah, you, you, that's the home of uh, what's his name? Uh, I Perfect. guess he'll be coming to the games now. Uh, Mike Pence. He'll probably be a. I, forgot, I forgot about Mike Pence. He's a boilermaker now. He'll, you know, right. you know that fan base. But that that's this dynamic that's again is always unfolded in the NBA in the NFL. We've got all these black this incredible pool of black talent. But the challenge is that they don't face this challenge in journalism or corporate America where you. Where you've got a primarily white fan, you know, a white talent pool, you right. know, a white, an overwhelmingly white talent pool, and you could plug in your kind of people of color. But in the NFL and NBA, uh, and, and you've got this overwhelming pool of black people, and you've had it there for like three, three and a half decades. And the challenge: how do we, how do we keep white people in control in an industry that relies on black bodies? And then when they start wanting to be coaches and all that, how do we kind of keep our fingers in that dam? Because the way it's, if it would just burst, we'd be having probably 20 black head coaches. We'd probably have 
you know, 18, 19 black executives, right. you know, uh, and maybe if you kind of put, the, you might even have like a couple of owners, you know, and the same thing in NFL, you know. So I see that now, you know, you see Boston, our black coach, looks right. like Dallas is hired, Jason Kidd. Yep. Um, who else? Who am I missing? I mean, I think that's it so far. But, you know, two, two new ones, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, uh, two new ones. Now, how many openings? Still five more openings. Well, Carlisle, there are four more openings. Yeah, there are openings. Chauncey Billups has been talked about. Sam Cassell. Um, interesting thing to me. Well, not interesting. An important thing to me is that uh, you know all these guys we're talking about are ex-players. The black guys getting jobs, and even you know three of the four black coaches left. That's been talked about. Are black uh, McMillan, uh, Monty Williams, and Ty Lue. All those guys played in, played in the NBA. Yeah. Um, Budenholzer, the other the co- the other coach left. The white coach left for uh, Milwaukee. He didn't play in the NBA. Right. Carlisle uh, Carl, was a player. You know. Yeah, Carlisle was a player. So it's so it's like you know. So that's like kind of the next step is where <laughs> you know what about the black guys who were lifelong assistant coaches or you know that type of thing. And you have you have two of them actually with jobs already. Uh, one in Houston, um, Silas. But of course, his father was was Paul Silas. Paul Silas. And, um, who, who played in the league and was a coach and put him on his staff. And then Bickerstaff, uh, right. Bickerstaff's son is, is the coach in Cleveland now. So it's it the same bad. type of deal. Like, so, so the guys like that, the black guys who didn't play in the league, who have head coaching jobs, only a couple of them, but the two that do, they, I mean, their fathers basically put them there. Which, which is the way it works. Right. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, nepotism works because both ways. And and in the NFL again, I, I I keep talking about the NFL NBA, which is a sport where you got this just humongous and important black presence. If things were uh, allowed to unfold naturally, again you could presumably see thirty black head coaches, you right. know, right. uh, twenty eight VPs. But I think that's when you see this kind of whole white thing kick in. Where how do we, like Jimmy the Greek had said a long time ago, said well. If all if the black players get what they want, what what are we gonna do? Right. And even when you look at and I, I listen to a lot of radio, Jamal, mm-hmm. and this conversation we have would would be immediately shut down. Right. If this was like on like serious NBA radio, I hear these particularly when they have these white hoax, they'll let you go a little while. And they're like, oh come on, yeah, oh come on, you know, oh, yeah. Right. Right, which is the purpose of this podcast, really. Right. We gotta, right. we gotta, we gotta have oh, a discussion. This got shut down, and I know these guys. I've, I've worked with them and know them. Right. But whenever you, they'll let a, a maybe a black caller come in. They'll be the designated black caller. Then they'll let them go. Over. All right, thanks. Hi. Right. And then sometimes some of the black hosts who are, you know, some, who are players, it's almost as if to, you know, to kind of go along with the program. Right. To keep getting these gigs. Because right. again, even the hierarchy in the sports media, the hierarchy is still white dominated, white control. Right. You know, so the messaging is all, you know, um, yep. so they, they, and then you've got this, it's just this weird confluence of a predominantly white fan base in the arena, in the arena, right. in the stadium, an overwhelmingly white workforce, a black workforce, and then a power structure that's predominantly black with, of white with aspiring black assistants who got to play the game, right. you know, who got to play the game. Got to play the game. 
you know, you gotta get what, what colors of sky ball? Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking red yeah, sky. If you want, if you want to, get, if you want that job, if you want that, yeah, job. if you want that sister job. Well, you know, you know, it's not about race. It's about no, it's not. It's about racism, not race. Yeah. <laughs> you, know. Part, you know, black coaches you talk to, you got to talk to them off the record. I mean, they can't, they can't yeah. even afford to say anything on the record. Yeah, I'm curious though. I think the challenge for us, quote unquote, African Americans, you know, has been from you know 1619. You mm -hmm. know, uh, that as we get in positions of power, will we? do the right thing for our people. Oh, you know, or do the right thing for people. We tend to be fair. I mean, you look at Don Staley's staff. Right. At uh, US at the Olympics. Right. She has, she has three white assistants. Right. Um, two of them coaching in WNBA. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of speaking of that, speaking of the Olympics, man, a little controversy there, right? Yeah. Uh, well, 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 not so much with the men, I, uh, but with the women. Well, what right. did, you, did you did you catch what uh what Jalen Rose said about about uh, Kevin Love? He said that they didn't want they didn't want an all white team, so they put Kevin Love on it. Um, <laughs> they didn't want all, black all black team, sorry, but and then, but they you know they had an all black team in twenty sixteen. So I, I'm like Kevin, I didn't know he was still in the league. You know? that, that's the big thing. They could have put a different white guy on there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, but like, Kevin Love hasn't been good. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, who could they have put on the team? They could have put uh let me see now. Uh white Americans are tough to, to white find. American. What which white American could they put on the on the team? Uh Lou Kennard? No, not good enough. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think. Luke, uh, Luke, uh, <laughs> who, who, who could catch Tyler Hero? How about him? Shit. No, no. <laughs> Well, but they could have. But uh, what about the other kid? The other his his teammate, uh, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, they, they could have they could have justified it. Said they they want a pure shooter, you know. But I mean, Kevin. I guess I guess if you get well, you know, he's he's paid his dues. You know, he's yeah, been like, there. Well, he's he's there. He probably he probably lobbied for it. You know. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. But but it's it's funny though when you talk about you know an American white guy in the NBA and you kind of have to like. Yeah, they're not. They're not many. That's why. That's why all the people were down in D.C. Uh, for the Capitol riots, all the white people said, "You know, we demand. You know, look. You know, come right. on, we can't even get in the NBA." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they do. You know, you have they have the international guys. You know, making noise. Jokic just won MVP. Well, the international guys. That's has been a savior. Right. And so funny that I you you see how they've embraced, like they, meaning the white American media. So, all right, well, yeah, he's from, you know, Eastern Europe, but fuck it, you know. Yeah, but he still looks, you know, still looks like them, you know. Yeah. They, they just got to get them to pledge allegiance. You, you, you got to know you're not supposed to like black people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody knows that, all white people. <laughs> <laughs> some, some black, most black people know that. Right, yeah, don't get it twisted. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the, the Olympic team. Well, on the women's side, there was there was controversy because right. um, a couple of snubs, including uh, Neka uh, Ogumake, Ogumake, okay. um, and also and Candace, Candace Parker. Parker were snubbed. Yeah. Uh, um, so you know, a lot of the people, a lot of people, a lot of players in the WNBA had stuff to say about that. 
Yeah. It's funny. Staley's the coach, like you said. I guess Don is so well respected. Uh, and, and anybody knows Don Staley. Right. You know, I've known her for years. You know, you, you like her. Right. You respect her. But she's also become very powerful. Right. So it, it, it was wild for anybody because they were talking, well, you know, it's USA basketball. And it's Gino. I said, well, no, actually, I think Don Staley. <laughs> I mean, if she wanted him on the team, they'd be right. on the team. Right. You know. Right. And I, I guess she said that, you know, maybe she, they were hurt. You know, maybe uh, Aneka was hurt. Uh, Candace, you know, maybe over the hill. I mean. Yeah. You, may not you, know, you got Sue Bird on the team. She's 40. So Ross well, is 39. Yeah, that's kind of. An but, I could, I, but they might be out producing her, uh, Parker, in WNBA. Right. Well, because you don't see. I mean, and that's the, that's the issue when you become a media star. Like Candace and Candace is tremendous. Right. Uh, she's tremendous on air. Right. Uh, as is uh, NECA. Right. Uh, Candace on air. Uh, but you could argue that these other people are put down to work. You know, they're, they're putting in the work and, you know, and all that. So, you know, but. In the 12 spots, you know, there will always be snubs, you know, men and And they're women. probably going to, like you said, Jamal, they're probably going to win by 50 points. Yeah, at least. Yeah. And, I, and I'm rolling with Dawn, you know. That's, that's yeah. yeah, I know you yeah. <laughs> I know, I know you are. You know, <laughs> I trust. I trust. I trust Dawn's uh, uh, decision. Dawn returns your call. So. <laughs> yeah, Dawn. <laughs> uh, Down with it, you know. But no, but also not only returning the call, but also, um, you know, she she's a a basketball person. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. she knows. She could probably be tough. So yeah. listen, Mecca. Probably. probably. Remember, Necca was snubbed for something else. When Gina was going, remember she was snubbed for the Brazil Olympics. Mm. Mm. So something's going on there. Maybe she may be a little too outspoken. She may be the Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, Dawn Staley's the, the, the. I mean, she's she's far from. Uh, you know, she's very. Yeah, yeah, Dawn, it's not like Dawn Staley is a shrinking violet. Yeah. You know, I'm sure many coaches want her to shut up. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. If Dawn kind of cuts you, you kind of have to look in the mirror a little bit. So, well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, you know, John Thompson or, uh, you know, Cheney cutting you. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And then what are you going to say? You're doing it because I'm black. You got to keep that to yourself. You got to complain to your friends about that one. Yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> you know, this, yeah, something you just kind of have to take the hit on this one, you know. Um, but then the men, kind of, now I'm a little. I don't know. The men, there no, I mean, because everybody, almost everybody opted out. Harden opted in. Then, he, then I guess people must have said, are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> you can't even walk. <laughs> you, just finished, you just finished a playoff series where you, you were dragging one leg, okay, the entire time. You wanted to go to clubs. He had some great clubs in Tokyo. That's great. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Tokyo must be must be lit out there because he wants to go. <laughs> he wants to go party. <laughs> I heard that. The other bars, there's a Never nightclubs in in Tokyo, <laughs> but the, the but you know it's funny that that you know I thought that they would have to go young and most guys wouldn't want to go. And while you know the big stars like LeBron passed on it, Steph Curry passed on it, they didn't have much trouble filling out a really good roster. Like you said, KD is going. I mean, he's coming off an injury. He's like you know I want to I want to play. Uh, Bradley Beal, uh, they got a lot of good guys. Tatum, um, you know, Devin Booker. Committed, committed yep. before his broken nose. 
Yeah, like all these guys were like were ready to go. I mean, all, Dam- Damian Lillard, yeah. uh, Draymond Green is out there. Middleton well, and Holiday. Well, Middleton and Holiday from the Bucks. You know, they. You know, I, I think that's a it's a great honor for the for that type of player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess for those guys, and I guess the question is, I still don't know what what other Olympic team is going to challenge. I mean, you know, no. I don't know. You know, what I'm saying I don't know. You know. Uh, and 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 Luca's not playing, right? Is he playing I for? I think he's still he's still deciding. But but Jokic is not playing. Yeah, he said, "Damn, what is it? For, for Serbia." Yeah, I'm like, no. Yeah, he's like, the MVP it. season. I, I played all the games. I'm not. I'm not. I'm you tired. Know, you know, NB uh, now. NB, what's 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 the story? I'm not sure. He, he probably. I mean, he's Nigerian. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know he's he's he just finished playing with a torn meniscus. He better not play. He's like in the Harden category. Like, what are you what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I, I, now I can imagine with this with with African basketball becoming mm. organized, I would be I wouldn't be surprised in a couple of Olympics mm. they may actually be a force to contend with. Oh yeah, you know I mean Africa may really be. You Next know, Olympics or, the, or, or eight years from now, watch yeah, out. Man. Yeah, between Africa, yeah, Africa may really be a serious force. To contend with, you know, all these cats go over here and go over there and play with the national team. Shoot. And yeah. particularly imagine if they would just say, we're just going to have like one African team. You know, with like. There, you know, you know, the, Olymp- the, Olympic committee's not, the Olympic committee is not allowing that, Bill. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 you may not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute, the United States has one team. We're the, it's a country, you know. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> They're not gonna have, it. but even even with all those different countries, trust me, you don't want to see them in about eight to twelve years. You know, now that they have they have that in league, you know, in in uh, concert with the NBA, it's all yeah. you know very organized. Yeah, you don't want to see them. I mean, Nigeria, Cameroon. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it could be it it could we could be looking at eight you you're at eight maybe three or four Olympics from now. Right. And like, yeah, I remember when the United States used to. Yeah. Then, then, then there really be pressure on those on the on the big stars from the United States to play. That's right. But then in the NBA, you might have more and more guys from Africa. Right. In the NBA. Right. I mean, like a, a lot. <laughs> right. And you then know. you know, then you you know, people have already kind of seen this coming in terms of like the youth, uh, the youth basketball scene, AAU in in the states. I mean, you're already. Competing with the Europeans, um, who are you know allowed to play pro from a young age, so they have a leg up a lot of times. Um, but then wait, you know now you're gonna have to compete with the Europeans and Africa, you know. And Africa, and, and you look, look at the poverty uh, in, in 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 a lot of countries, and you could see this as a way of getting a college scholarship. Of of making some money. I mean, you look at the look at uh, uh the kid from um from uh from Atlanta, from from Atlanta, um the center, uh from yeah. Atlanta, Capella, who was born in Switzerland, but I think his parents were Nigerian. Right. His parents were Nigerian. Uh, they moved to Switzerland. Uh, he was born, and his father left. They got divorced or something. When he was like five or six or something. His mother raised them, both of them, and he was scouted, spotted, boom. And next, now he can raise a $90 million, you know, so 
you tell enough people those stories, and shit, you know what? Please, we uh, and you could say the same thing about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Giannis, uh, right? You know, he's from you know he's the Greek freak. He's, he's you know he grew up in Greece, but but he's I think he's Nigerian also. Yeah, 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 you know, and I think this this global story, man, and. I know there was a time when China had wanted to, they were bringing all these NBA guys in there, right. uh, like like our friend Steph, uh, uh, Steph and Marbury, to, yeah. to, and they were trying to even work when Billy Hunter was ahead of the uh, players. They were trying to bring in guys to, how can we develop that system that you guys got? Unfortunately, their system is so authoritarian that it, it chokes the life out of the kind of freedom that you need create like you create over here, you know, with American, you know, so they're going to have to kind of give up something as a fuck that we right. no, no, we just won't do basketball, <laughs> you know, uh, but um, yeah, man, it's going to be, it's, you know, three, three Olympics from now as, as uh, African basketball becomes really, but that, that's a good story for you too, man. You, can, you should take a trip to Africa at some point, right? Cause that's really go to those championships and all that. Cause, uh, Oh, it's, it's, it's here, you know, and uh, we, you know, I've seen 12, 13 year olds go viral out in Africa already. So it's starting for them. And and, and they're going to be like big kids, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm thinking of a kid in particular that we had on, on, on the, the up next podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he's what, 13, six, five, hmm. you know, dribbling, you know, can dribble, shoot, jump, everything. Yeah. Where, where is he now? Uh, well, he he had a he had a video online of him practicing like on a like a outdoor court, almost like a dirt court. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It goes viral, um, and guys see it. Like Kendrick Perkins saw it, Rex Chapman saw it, and they told him, "We'll we'll pay for you to come to the states, you know, mm-hmm. and to school over here." You know, mm-hmm. so it like it can blow up that fast, and and, and he, they probably even need Rex that. Chapman, what the fuck? What, what's Rex Chapman doing? What's he got? Rex, Chap- Rex Chapman. Yeah, Rex Chapman is out here, man. He's out here. He, he has a he has a podcast. He's big on Twitter. Um, and he's very he's 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 definitely an ally because he he take he, he takes yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I like Rex. I mean Rex Rex, Rex, tells, Rex tells stories about how he you know he would date he would date a black yeah, he, girl he in high black. school college and they and all these guys, all these white coaches would tell him you can't do that, Rex. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah, Rex was too. He was before his time, man. He was, I know Rex was too much of a brother as now, but you can't, no. We, we should have Rex on. He'd be great. We should, yeah, get Rex, man. You in the pocket, get, reach out yeah. to Rex. Yeah. We, 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 we've gone back and forth on Twitter a couple of times. Yeah, no, have Rex on the show. Yeah. I'd love to hear those stories. Got to get him. Yeah, Rex would be great. Tonight, we've got, uh, well, by the time people listen to this, um, who plays tonight? Uh, Milwaukee? Milwaukee, Atlanta tonight. Yeah, Milwaukee. So um, I don't know, man. You, you, yeah, I thought where you were going when you talked about earlier, Trey Young and and and, and your boy Luka Doncic. You know, yeah. I mean, Trey Young is looking better and better and better. You know, uh, and keep it. Well, yeah, if I was playing, I'd still, I'd still take Luka. Yeah, yeah, right. Of course, because yeah. yeah. the white tax. But, but Luka, Luka's issue, Luka Doncic's issue is going to be. And again, this is the downside of being sort of like the, the Tarzan effect and the Great White Hope is that it doesn't leave you a lot of room for growth because at some point you begin believing that stuff. Right. 
you really start believing it. And sometimes it's, I think it's still like, like being a prima donna in a corporate thing. I think sometimes prima donnas, this isn't all the time, but from what I've seen, a lot of times if you're the prima donna, you may not grow as much as you can because you're right. You know, you're just giving too much stuff. You know, well, you know, like Bird in the '80s. Uh, I, in retrospect, you know, I think he handled it pretty well because he always used to deflect that stuff. Like, yeah, you know, when they would you know call him the, the Great White Hope or bring up the the race thing. He did his best to deflect it. Like he's he'd be, you know, he'd be an asshole to to reporters like, I don't want to talk about it. I said, you know, that's stupid. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, and he could tell it was almost genuine. <laughs> you know, like he really didn't want to talk about that stuff. You know, he, he said, I remember there was a show. If you we probably go do YouTube, he was doing a show with him match something, but he said, Yeah, uh, he said something like, Yeah, it probably they probably NBA probably does want white guys or something. Right. There right. was something because Bird could be very uh blunt. Right. And you go, wow, he's saying that, you know, you know, but you're right. But he's a different, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and again, I've never, obviously, you know, we get Luca on the show. Mm-hmm. But Luca, again, he comes at it from outside the United States. Right, it's a different thing. I don't thing. know how he right, reacted during Black Lives Matter. Right. I, I, I wonder what him and Dantage, I mean, uh, the guy in Denver. Yeah, Jokic. Jokic, I'm wondering what they made of all this is. Well, what's the fuss? They, we do that all the time, you know. <laughs> Black, you know, what's the deal? I'm just wondering, and I, I guess I'd have to Google them and figure out what they were saying during Black Lives. By the way, Chauvin just got sentenced to uh, 22 and a half years in prison. Okay. Murder of George Floyd. Yeah, I think the the prosecution wanted 30. They got 22. That's that's a long time. Better, you know. Better. At least they didn't give him probation. Yeah, 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 we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. Um, so, um, all right, man, well, listen, it is summertime, and I know that our people who are listening to this are glued to this. And, man, could y'all please end so we can go out and go head out to the Hamptons and, you know, head to the get on our summer vacation because we can't leave as long as these guys are talking because it's so riveting. Right. So, we will let we'll give everybody a break and we'll wrap up because I know everybody's got to, they can't leave as long as we're talking. Right. Because this is so compelling, you know. But, you know, to, to those people, uh, thanks, as always, for supporting us. Uh, keep following us online, of course, on social media, at BrosPod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and, of course, as always, we are brought to you by Bet Online. So I'm going to go to the Mets game, I think, uh, tomorrow. Okay. Go Your Mets. and First, um, play, first place Mets. Yeah, the first place they're playing in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that should be, uh, you know, be, be good. And, uh, you know, we'll see everybody next week sometime. Enjoy your summer. Be careful. COVID is real. You yep. know, if you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. Uh, you know, take your occasional COVID test. You know. Uh, mask up. Stay away from me. Mask up. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> All right, Jamal. See everybody. Take care. Enjoy the day. And uh, God bless. Pray.
for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.